Thanks for joining us for Life Vineyard Church. Hey, if we haven't met yet, my name's Dan. I'm one of the lead pastors here at Life. I love starting my week this way with you guys, with each other. More and more people are coming earlier. Like coffee is on at 9.30. I love that. Come early if you want. In fact, I would say like, text somebody this week. Be like, hey, get there early with me at 9.30. Let's get coffee together and hang out. I love that. And then, of course, learning with you guys and uh, worshiping and being prayed for and praying with each other. I, I just love starting my week here. It was so fun. Um, so glad you guys are here. Hey, um, we are in a series. I think this is our fourth week in this series. It's called Empowered. And we're looking at what it looks like to be empowered people because we believe that God is living and active and he's working through the Holy Spirit to do his work here on earth. And he does that a lot of times through you and I, and he empowers us to do these things. So um, we've had a a great last uh, four weeks. And what I love about this series is that it's not just our church doing this. There are vineyards all over the world that are doing this empowered series. Um, let me, real quick, let me explain how the, what the vineyard is. The vineyard is a movement of churches, and it's churches, there's over 2,000 worldwide. And we're not a denomination. It's not like we have uh, bishops or people telling us what we have to preach on or what we have to do. What I love about the vineyard is just a lot of people, a lot of churches with the same kind of DNA that are just doing church. Um, And so if you go to uh, a church, like Urbana has a vineyard. They have a big vineyard there. If you go there, you're going to find that they have uh, vineyard DNA, but they express it in a way that's a little bit different than us. And if you go to a vineyard in Washington, Uh, they're going to have this kind of same similar feel, same DNA, but they're going to express it a little bit different. Or if you go to a vineyard in India or South America or wherever you go, you're going to find that there's like, oh, there's something similar here, but a little bit different. So in fact, what you could do if you want to discover that this week, you can go online and just search like vineyard empowered because we're all, many of us, not all of us, have said yes to doing this series together. And you can see like, oh, Dan gave that pretty much the same message, but they put a different spin on it, something like that. So if you want to, you can go check that out um, wherever you are. So we're doing this uh, Empowered series together, and let me give you a quick recap of the last couple of weeks. The the first week, Greg, uh, he talked to us about how the Holy Spirit um, is with us and living with us, and he's living and active today and who the Holy Spirit is, and we learned that we uh, we can pray to be empowered. We can ask for his empowerment. We can ask for him to guide us, um, which I, I loved that. Uh, and then we talked about what it looks like to have amazing faith through the Holy Spirit and how this one guy in the Bible had faith that amazed even Jesus. Can you imagine having faith that amazes Jesus? You guys can have that same faith. And then last week, Liz talked to us about the gift of prophecy, and we learned that it's not this like scary prophecy word of just telling the future or uh, doom and gloom of the future, but it's encouraging each other with the words of God. That's what the Bible means by prophecy. And that leads us to today where uh, we're going to talk about the specific ways that you and I are empowered through the Holy Spirit, through spiritual gifts. And we're just going to peruse these different spiritual gifts 
that have been given to the church. The church is you, it's me, and these gifts have been given to us by God. So before we get into that, I want to show you an uh, old Super Bowl commercial all the way back from the year, uh, from Super Bowl 37. We're like in the 50s now, right? Aren't we? Isn't that where we are with Super Bowls? So I want to show you the Super Bowl commercial before I get there. Um, you got to remember the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. He had this, he found this FedEx box, but he never opened it. You guys remember that? We never find out what's in the box. So this is a commercial that's spoofed off of that. Go ahead and play it. Hi. Hi. I was marooned on an island for five years with this package. And I swore that I would deliver it to you because I work for FedEx. That's very admirable. Thank you. Hey, well, by the way, what's in the package? Uh, nothing really. Just a satellite phone, GPS locator, fishing rod, water purifier, and some seeds. Just silly stuff. Thank you again. You keep up the good work. Everything that he needed was in that box. I show you that commercial, uh, A, to make you laugh. B, because I think that's somehow how we feel, how we react to spiritual gifts. Like we've got them, God's given them to us, but we kind of just leave them in the box and we don't open it. We don't find out what's in there, things that we can use in our everyday lives uh, for God's kingdom. And so I think it's great. Today we're going to unpack this box. We're going to open the box. We're going to unpack it. We're going to see what's in there. We're going to investigate some of our spiritual gifts. Now, some of you, you've heard of spiritual gifts or you know your spiritual gifts. And there's some of you that are in here saying, Dan, you sound like a crazy person. What are spiritual gifts? I, I, maybe I've heard of those, but it sounds crazy that we would have gifts from God. And if that's you today, I'm really excited you're here today because it's like you just showed up to someone's house on December 25th not knowing about Christmas and they bought you a ton of presents and you're about to be like blown away by generosity. That's, that's what you've walked into today. So God's got ample gifts and he's given them away to everyone who follows him. Everybody that wants one can have a spiritual gift or more. So today, we're going to kind of do this overview of spiritual gifts. We're not going to dive in deep. Um, I thought maybe we could just, I could teach for like 10 hours straight, and we could cover everything. We could order some pizza, maybe have it delivered to the church, but we won't do that. Um, I'm just going to give you a 10,000 foot flyover overview of spiritual gifts. And my hope is that this sparks in you a desire to want to know your spiritual gift. And if you already know your spiritual gifts, maybe to use them even more. If you get nothing else from today, all I want you to, to do, take away from today, is just to ask God, hey God, can I have a spiritual gift? Can I have two spiritual gifts? You can just ask God for spiritual gifts. And then, after you pray that prayer, pray, and God, give me the boldness to use my spiritual gift, because you're going to need boldness to use it. First, I want to address some misconceptions about spiritual gifts. Before we look at what spiritual gifts are, we're going to take a look at what they are not. Uh, so they are not natural talents. Uh, some of you maybe can dunk a basketball. That's a natural talent. That's awesome. I wish I could do that. I can't. 
Maybe some of you can. Some of you have a natural talent of just playing the piano by ear. And you're just amazing. You can just hear something and then play it. Or maybe you're an artist or whatever it may be. Those are gifts that you um, are born with. Those are natural talents. And the Bible tells us that when we say yes to Jesus, say yes to following Jesus, we're born again. That's the language it uses. And when we're born again, we get spiritual gifts given to us by God. Um, And so spiritual gifts are not natural talents. These are directly supernatural gifts from God. Number two, they are not given to just the elite few. These spiritual gifts are for everyone that says yes to Jesus. These aren't like uh, the people who have uh, given the most to Jesus or have, you know, worked the hardest for him. And then Jesus is like, okay, you have earned your spiritual gift. It's not that. It's not a merit badge. These are just for everyone given to everyone from God. And number three, they are not a sign of spiritual maturity. Um, Just because you have a certain spiritual gift doesn't mean that like, oh, I should be in this position in the church or I should uh, be recognized more than everybody else. It's nothing like that. These spiritual gifts are for everyone. They're not just for the mature Christians. You know, I'm a really good dad. You know why? Because I give gifts to my kids on their birthdays. Isn't that amazing? Um, and so I, I'm not Santa Claus. I don't make a list and check it twice for their birthdays. That's not me. I just give them gifts no matter how their behavior has been. I just give them a gift or two or three or four because I love them. They're a part of my family and they get a gift. And that's the way it is with our spiritual gifts. We are sons and daughters of God. And so he just gives us spiritual gifts. So what are spiritual gifts then? Spiritual gifts are a supernatural ability to do God's work here on earth. God gives us spiritual gifts so that we can do his work here on earth. Um, You know, he he blesses us. Have you guys ever heard the, the phrase, we're blessed to be a blessing? That's what spiritual gifts are. He blesses us with these spiritual gifts so we can be a blessing to others. He blesses us so we can be a blessing. Uh, Have you guys seen, I'm sure you have, the hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. I'm so blessed. If you look that up on your phone right now, you know what you'd find? You'd find people on the beach, probably. You'd find uh, people with their beautiful families. You'd find somebody with a new car, and they'd just say, oh, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. And the difference with spiritual blessings and spiritual gifts and that little hashtag is that when we receive those things and we say, I'm so blessed, that's the blessing stopping with us. God has given us a spiritual gift and we are to pass it on. It's for the blessing of other people. And so instead of learning what spiritual gifts are from hashtags, uh, we're going to turn to God's book. Do you guys know God came out with a book? Do you guys know that? It's called, yeah, it's a bestseller. It is the bestseller, isn't it? I didn't think about that. Uh, It's called the Bible. Let's check it out. Um, I want to give you three quick verses to start out with here. Uh, Romans 12, 6 through 8 says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. He's given us different gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. And then 1 Peter 4, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. 
So we can see right here, there are spiritual gifts. Now, there's some lists of spiritual gifts in the Bible. We'll get to those in a minute. But first, I just want to go out there and say that we have spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are still being given out today. Uh, this is one of the, the things, that, the DNA that all vineyards share. I've never been to a vineyard that doesn't believe in spiritual gifts. We believe that the spiritual gifts are living and active and continue to be given from God. Uh, I bet some of you, like me, you've been a part of churches where they say, well, uh, the, the spiritual gifts has ceased. Like, we don't believe in spiritual gifts anymore. God took those back from the church, or uh, he doesn't give them out anymore. They're just not a part of what we are. And I halfway respect that. I understand that. I love those churches that I've been a part of uh, for, for other reasons. But now that I've, I've studied and I've experienced spiritual gifts, like, they're living and active. I've experienced them Myself, I know many of you have as well, and the Bible clearly talks about them. Um, I told you a few weeks ago, like uh, a guy's elbow got healed um, when I prayed for him. Like his, he had chronic elbow pain, and then all of a sudden it was gone. I told you I didn't believe it, and I called him years later to make sure it was really gone, all that stuff. And then I don't think I told you this one in my own life. For me personally, God really spoke to me through uh, a guy who, who prayed for me, and he had just... Um, he had words of knowledge about my life that no one else could have known. Maybe my wife uh, might have known, but no one else could have known. And he just spoke these things into my life. He's like, this is happening and this is happening. And he said those things that, so that right after that, he could encourage me with God's love. And I knew it was coming directly from God. And that was a huge, uh, impactful moment in my life that even led me here. So I see God's... Um, God's gifts working. I read about them in the Bible. I hear y'all stories about them. And so the gifts are living and active today. I want to give you uh, Romans 12 kind of gives us a list of some different spiritual gifts. These are not, this is not an exhaustive list, but it kind of goes through some of them. And so we're going to take a look at that. Uh, Romans 12, 6 through 8. <clears throat> in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as possible. Liz taught us about this verse last week, what prophecy means and how you need faith to speak out because sometimes the things that you're going to say, you're like, where is that coming from? And you need faith to speak out on that. If you want to learn more about that, Check out Liz's sermon on the podcast from last week. Verse 7, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. As a pastor, I love the people. I love all people. But I love the people with the gift of service because they'll come up to me and say, hey, what needs to be done around the church? And I'm like, oh, this, let me show you my to-do list. Here we go. And things get done. I love that. Uh, continuing, verse 7, if you're a teacher, teach well. Uh, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. There are some of you here listening to this that you have this gift and you don't even realize it. Here's what it looks like sometimes. Sometimes it looks like if you are going about your day, mowing your lawn, washing dishes, whatever, and someone pops into your head, kind of out of left field, out of nowhere, and you think really positive things about them. You're like, wow, this person did this or this. I love this person's uh, attitude about this, whatever it is. That's, that could be the gift of encouragement in you. And it's not supposed to just stop with your thoughts doing dishes. God's given you those thoughts 
to then pass on to them, to be an encourager. You see what the author says here? If your gift is encourage, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. It's like, don't let it stop with you. Pass it on so that they can know this beautiful gift of God and encourage them in it. Take that next step. Lean into that gift of encouragement or any gift. Lean into it. Write them a, write them a note. Uh, make sure you write it down right there and then make sure you tell them next time you see them or text them with a text of encouragement. Uh, continuing on in verse 8, if it's giving, give generously. Some of you say, ha ha, yes, I don't have the gift of giving. I don't have to tithe. Woohoo! That's not what it's talking about. Tithing, uh, if that's a foreign word to you, it just means the first 10%. We give the first 10% of our income to God. And that's just obedience. We just do that out of obedience. The people that have the gift of giving, like give above and beyond that. Like they see a need and they're like, I want to give to that. Um, they, if you have this gift, if you have the gift of giving, you might think like, uh, you might look at your bank account and be like, whoa, this is a little high. I got to get rid of some of this. Let me go find someone to bless. Or it might look like even this, like, um, you know, I don't know if I have enough for myself right now, but I see this need over here and I really want to make sure their needs get met. I really feel like I'm just supposed to give towards that. If, you, if those kind of thoughts go through your head about money and finances, you probably have the gift of giving. And again, don't let it stop with you. God's given you this gift of giving and then give it away. Go bless somebody with it. Wherever you see that need, go give that blessing away to somebody else because then like you get to use your gift and whenever you're using your gift, there's so much joy in that. So don't ignore those um, when God gives you those thoughts. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, still in verse 8, if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. I think there's a lesson in there that maybe sometimes when we're doing our spiritual gift, we can do it as, a, as, a, as I tell my kids, a grumperton. And you don't want to be a grumperton when you're using your spiritual gift. So if your spiritual gift is showing kindness, do it gladly. And I think that could go with all of these. If it's giving, do it gladly. If it's serving, do it gladly. If it's leading, do it gladly. I want to go on to another verse, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. It says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. Uh, to the same Spirit, uh, to another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Again, Liz talked about those last week. Check out that. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else. One Spirit gives a gift of healing. Let me stop here because these kind of apply just to me directly. Uh, in that I don't have these gifts. I don't have faith, and I don't have healing. Those aren't two gifts that I have. But I have received those gifts temporarily in my life. And we call, we call these gracelets, where you're given these gifts to go through a season. So for um, this one, uh, faith, for me, 
when we as a church, I'll make this story quick, is when we as a church became a vineyard, we were Life Community Church before. Liz and I are just vineyard pastors to the core. When we interviewed here, we said, they said, hey, would you lead us into the vineyard, ad- have us be adopted into the vineyard? We said, yes, absolutely. We'd love to do that. Long story short, we got here and there were more hurdles to becoming a vineyard than we realized. And throughout that time, uh, I had incredible faith for what God was going to do, that we could become a vineyard anyway. And there's a few months after I got here, I sat down to lunch with a guy who was familiar with the situation, knew all the hurdles that were happening, and he wasn't uh, in, a, in authority over saying yes or no to us, but he knew the situation, and here's what he said. He said, Dan, I'm so sorry you moved so far. I'm so sorry you moved your family here, you're buying a house. I'm so sorry, but it's just not going to happen. Like, it's, you're not going to be a vineyard. It will be a class, e, uh, class A, arm regenerating from nothing kind of miracle. Like, that's what he was, he was like, it's just not going to happen. And I said, well, you know what? I guess we're going to see a miracle then. But that's not me. That wasn't me. That's not my MO. I am not a person of deep faith like that. Those of you that have walked through us uh, getting this building, you know that. You know that I'm not a faithful person because I've had doubts every step of the way about moving into this building. But you guys with the gift of faith, you have come alongside and you've encouraged me and you've said, damn, come on, it's happening. Somebody said, uh, God's will, God's bill. I love that one. That's fun. And I was like, yeah, that is God's bill. Let's go. So that's what we do with our gifts. We pass them on. You guys with faith encourage me. But that was one time where I received a gracelet when we were becoming a vineyard. Uh, the other time was, I told you, when I healed that guy's elbow, I don't think I've healed anybody else before. I mean, I never have. It's Jesus. I've never prayed for anybody and they've gotten healed. And that was just one time God said, here, I'm going to use you for this to happen. So just because you don't have the gift now doesn't mean you can't pray for it. Doesn't mean that uh, you can't look for it. Doesn't mean that you're not going to get it in the future. You can pray for those. You can ask for those. Ask for a gracelet or ask for a gift altogether. Uh, verse 10, he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or another spirit. Some of you have this one. You can just walk into a room or meet a person and you're like, I'm not sure about this person. This person doesn't seem right. This situation doesn't seem right. You can just tell that. Sometimes that's what that one looks like. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages or some translations will say speak in tongues while other is given the ability to interpret what is being said. Uh, let's talk about tongues real quick, because that's, for some reason, like the hot spiritual gift, right? If, uh, there's this weird thing that happens when, uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes I'll, someone will find out I'm a pastor, or they'll come to church, and they'll be like, what do you believe about speaking in tongues? And, uh, and we speak in tongues here, that's fine. Um, and I'm fine with that, but it is not the greatest of the gifts, Uh, there's nowhere in the Bible that says, uh, seek tongues with all of your heart because it is the best gift. That's not a thing. And so no one's ever, uh, that's happened a lot where people have said, what do you believe about speaking in tongues? That's really important to some people, but it's never happened where someone has come to me and said, hey, do you believe in the gift of encouragement? Do you believe in the gift of words of knowledge? Never happened. But we, we sometimes take some of these gifts Maybe leadership's one of them, or um, you know, some of the others, and we like elevate them to a space where they shouldn't be. They're just another gift that God's given us to do His work on Earth. 
So if you want to dive into tongues more, we're not going to dive into tongues here, but we can talk more about tongues. If you speak in tongues, great. If you interpret tongues, awesome. That's great. Continuing on, verse 11, it is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decide which, decides which gift each person should have. So again, that's not an exhaustive list of all the gifts. It's a good chunk of them. And we can have those different gifts. I want to uh, give you two more, uh, one more verse, one more verse to answer three questions. Three questions come up. And this verse can answer all of them. So let me give this to you. 1 Corinthians 12, this is 1, 4, and 6. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your questions about special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help one another. So there's three questions that can be answered from this verse. The first one is, where do these gifts come from? In, in this case, the Sunday school answer is correct. Sunday school answer, anybody? God. Yeah, God, great. Jesus, it's all, that's all great. Good. Um, God gives us these gifts. You guys got it. I love that. That's pretty neat. Um, it's also worth, worth noting that all of these gifts are directly from God. It's not like there's a spirit of encouragement over here and a different spirit for um, tongues and a different spirit for service. It's all God. He's giving us these gifts directly from him. Um, so where do the gifts come from? They come from God, which means who should you ask for gifts? Yeah, you got it, God. Oh, you guys are great. Sunday school, good job. Um, so ask God for a gift. If you don't know your spiritual gifts, ask God for a gift. Who gets the gifts? That's the next question that this verse can answer. The spiritual gifts are given to each of us. Everyone who calls themselves a follower of Jesus, who has said yes to following Jesus in their lives, they get a spiritual gift. Do you know what that means? That means that you get a spiritual gift, and you get a spiritual gift, and you get a spiritual gift, and you get a spiritual gift. Everybody gets a spiritual gift. Isn't that great? Some of you are like looking under your seats for a key, like, where's the key to my spiritual gift? That's that Oprah scene when she gave away all the cards. You guys remember that one? Um, so everybody who follows Jesus gets a spiritual gift. This is part of what makes you an empowered person. That you have received a spiritual gift. Oftentimes more than, more than that. Uh, what are the purpose of spiritual gifts? There are actually two purposes. One is to glorify God. We see that uh, not necessarily in this one, but in 1 Peter 4.11. Uh, it's talking about how spiritual gifts glorify God. And then the other reason that we have spiritual gifts, we've already talked about a little bit, is to benefit others. It's to bless others with. We are blessed to be a blessing. It's not for us to keep the gift and be like, yeah, I got a gift. That doesn't do anything. It's for us to give away to encourage others. It's not about our own advancement. It's not about our own elevation. If that's what we think about spiritual gifts, we're doing it wrong. They're for us to give away and bless others. 
I have this thing that happens to me from time to time that's really fun. People will come up to me and they'll say, hey, I have some money that I just want to bless somebody with. These are people with, with the gift of giving, right? Uh, they come up to me and they're just like, hey, I've, I've just got money I, I want to bless somebody with. Do you know anybody that just needs a blessing right now? And I'm like, yeah, I can, I can find some people. And so my job is to take that money and then give it away, right? I get to go bless those people. I get to be the middleman. It's so much fun to see those people's reactions and see their blessings of when I get to do that. And uh, can you imagine if I took that money and I just kept it and I held it? Like, that's not it, right? But that's what we do with our spiritual gifts sometimes. We take our spiritual gift, thanks God, and we use it for our advancement or our promotion, or we just sit on it. We don't even do anything with it. But we're supposed to give it away. We're supposed to be the, the bringer of the blessing. We're just a conduit to bring the blessing to other people. And so if he's given you the gift of leadership, it's not a spiritual promotion. Go bless someone with that. Go serve them. If he's given you the gift of healing, that's not some sort of spiritual merit badge. That's just for you to give away and heal and serve somebody with. If he's given you the gift of encouragement, that's not just for you to think nice thoughts about the people. That's for you to give away to others. If he's given you the gift of hospitality, man, that's awesome. Because you are inviting people into the hospitable presence of God with your gift of hospitality, and they get to experience that because you're giving his gifts away. I could do that with all of these spiritual gifts. It's not for us to keep, not for us to sit on, not for us to keep in the FedEx box, but to get out and use. The blessing, friends, it doesn't start with us, it starts with God. And it doesn't end with us. It ends with a blessing to somebody else. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing. I want to give you three uh, calls to action. Three things you can do this week um, to kind of lean into this a little bit more. The first one is to check out this gifts test. Oh my gosh. It's 1039. I have set the Facebook post for 1038, perfect timing. So a Facebook post just went out with this link if you want to check Facebook or you can scan the QR code, spiritualgiftstest.com. You can go there, check out your spiritual gifts. Um, this is just a test. It's just like, it's how, how has God used you in the past is maybe a, a future idea of how he might use you in the future. So you can take that test. It took me about 15 minutes-ish to take that test. Um, and it's worth it. Check it out. But don't let it just stop there. Don't, don't just take their word for it. Go to God. That's my second thing for you. Ask God for gifts. Ask him for gifts. Say, God, I'm not sure what my spiritual gifts are. Will you give me a spiritual gift and show me what it is? Or, um, God, I, I think I know what my spiritual gifts are, but will you use me more in using them? Like, I want to have my eyes open to what they are and how I can use them. And that brings me to the third one. Ask God for the boldness to use your spiritual gift. Because you will need boldness. It is not always easy just to look at your bank account and give money to your neighbor, right? It's not easy to think that maybe you've got this like word of knowledge for somebody to encourage, uh, to encourage them or whatever that may be and to tell somebody. 
It's not easy to give up your time and serve and mow the lawn for a neighbor. It's hard. Ask God to give you the boldness to use your spiritual gift, whatever it may be. Let me pray. Jesus, thanks for giving us gifts. That's so cool. I I love that you, you do that for us. That you say, I want you to do my work. I want you to do the stuff that, that I did while I was on earth. And I'm still doing through you. Thank you for what you're doing there. Thank you for giving us those things. Jesus, I pray for everyone in here that you would uh, put on their hearts what their spiritual gift may be. Like this week, they might have some new thoughts, some new leanings about what's happening in their lives about what you might be speaking to them about their spiritual gifts. And I pray that you would give them then the boldness to go and use them. God, work in our hearts this week. Our hearts are yours. Show us what you've put in us. Show us what's in our FedEx box. Teach us to open it and use it. Jesus, we love you. Amen. At Life Vineyard Church, we want you to experience the life-changing presence of God. We'd love to have you join our community. We meet every Sunday in Muhammad, Illinois. To find out more, go to lifevineyard.org, lifevineyard.org. Oh, hey, you're still here. You're like one of my favorite people, the, the kind of person that like sticks around after church while everybody else has left, like you're still one of the last ones talking. You're like the podcast version of that person. And while I have you here, uh, if you didn't know, this is Pastor Dan. Uh, while I have you here, I just want to say, hey, if you don't have a church home, we would love for you to come to life if you're in the central Illinois area. If you're listening to this outside of Central Illinois, go find a vineyard church. Vineyard churches are amazing places. Go find one near you. And if you're not near a vineyard church, then uh, just find a church, a community of believers that you can be involved with, be in community with. I think we are our best spiritual selves when we are in community with other people who are following Jesus. That's what the church is for. So, We hope to see you here, and if not here, go find a community of believers that you can get involved with this week. All right, thanks for listening. See you later.